Welcome to the second episode of the podcast series, Caring Through Conduct. Our episode for today is about residence life. The three questions we will ask and answer today are, what are some of the common pitfalls and challenges that students encounter when they enter residence? What are the impacts of those challenges on, on the student? And how can we overcome those challenges? Today with me is Brandon Smith. Brandon, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Thank you so much for coming in. Um, if you don't mind to share with our uh, listeners uh, a little bit about yourself, that'd be wonderful. Yeah, my name's uh, Brandon. I'm the coordinator of residence life and education here at Ryerson University. So what that means is I support and manage our uh, professional staff who manage all of our student staff working and living in residence, uh, whether they're residence advisors, academic links, or our community leaders or the residence council. Um, all of these student leader positions work to build community in our residence, um, and that includes also community management and um, can also at times involve supporting students going through challenges or, or facing pitfalls themselves. Okay, so you are the man that knows about these challenges. <laughs> I've, I've seen a few challenges in my time. Yes. Um, I've been at Ryerson for two years. Previous to that, um, was a live-in professional staff member at McMaster and okay. then um, manager of student leadership and learning there, and then was in another role living in as a professional at, at Mount Royal University and was an RA um, mm -hmm. at Trent. So from being a first-year student myself right. uh, 10 years ago to where I'm at today, right. we've seen a few fun experiences. <laughs> For sure. So that'll take right into our first question. Um, and basically, what do you think, when you think of residents and our students, or students in general who are entering their first year, um, what are what's the first common pitfall that you see um, either as a you know, former student who lived in res or as a professional now? What do you think? Yeah, I think the first um, pitfall or challenge that affects all of our students, regardless of you living in residence or, or not, is that capital T transition. Mm -hmm. um, learning to live on your own, whether that's um, as a first-year student living at home with your family um, or living off campus or living in residence, it's the first time you're, you're faced with a lot of um, decisions and a lot of challenges um, where you're actually gaining and learning that independence um, as an individual and, and as a student going to university or college. Right, right. Do you remember your first day or your first time going through that transition? Yeah, I, um, I moved to my first year uh, residence space. Um, my cousin actually moved me and not my parents. Oh, okay. And I remember him leaving and we just for the first time really not knowing what was next. I didn't know anybody living in my residence hall or my residence space. Right. Um, I didn't have a roommate, um, mm -hmm. but other folks did, and I found that the people who had roommates automatically knew somebody. Right. Um, and there was a time um, a time period really before we had our first community meeting where I just kind of sat around and didn't know what to do. Mm. Um, but I think that was also a really good challenge for me because it, right. it made me think about kind of why I was going to university, what I was hoping to do um, in my experience. And then luckily, I connected really well with my residence advisor, um, who helped me get involved and, and feel included. So you, you kind of took advantage of that time to kind of do a bit of self-reflection. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that brings me to my experience. So mine is a little bit different from most folks in that, um, as maybe I've mentioned in the past podcast, I, I went to the States uh, mm -hmm. for a soccer scholarship. And 
Um, the way the preseason is set up is that you come onto campus uh, at least two weeks before the general uh, population comes mm-hmm. in. So I remember that first day, that first night, I walked into my dorm and my parents um, and my family had left. Uh, they went back to Canada and I literally just sat there and it mm-hmm. was lonely mm-hmm. and it was quiet. I've never been alone before because you always live with your parents or you're with friends and within your community. So that was the first time that really I understood what it means to be by yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it, it, it was, at, you know, at first it was kind of hard, a bit of a shock um, because it happened so suddenly. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, part of my self-reflection as well was I looked at it this is the first step in my journey to true independence mm-hmm. um, and learn what that really means um, because nobody's going to be calling me to remind me about, hey, you got to pay these bills, or who's cooking for you, who's preparing the meal for you. Nobody's going to do my laundry. Right. Um, so that was all part of that first step in the journey. So. Yeah. It was uh, well worth it, I think. Well, yeah, you're learning how to you're learning how to live on your own. You're yeah. learning how to make decisions on your own, right. sometimes without consultation. Right. How to be a student um, mm-hmm. in a completely different environment. Absolutely. You're learning about the city you're in. Like, there's right. lots of new yes. new things and experiences <laughs> for most of our students. So, for sure, um, it's great we have the student leader positions on campus to help right. help students with that transition. Absolutely. So in your mind, again, we'll move on to the next one. What do you think is the second pitfall that some of our or most of our students may encounter? Uh, I think it's challenges um, focused on, again, that academic transition um, or even um, your living situation. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are all very common um, community impacts that we see um, where students are, are accessing or needing or looking for resources to support that overall transition. Um, learning how to be a student um, and study in the same space that you're living in can definitely present its own challenges. Right. Um, and it's funny because I'm actually in graduate school right now, just starting again 10 years after um, my undergrad. Congratulations. Thanks. Um, <laughs> but learning how to be a student all over while right. balancing my out-of-work commitments, sure. but also um, in my in my role as a full-time um employee, Mm -hmm. um, I'm back to the drawing board again of of figuring out how to create um, or how to find supports to help me with that transition too. So um, the impacts for our communities, um, definitely um, we see different stress periods in residents for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But luckily with the training and development that our professional staff provide, our student leader positions, we're not only supporting them and their overall wellness as students, um, but in essence, they're also supporting the wellness, um, academics and and community of their students. So providing not only active programs to help our students build relationships, build community uh, within our residence halls and spaces, but also providing learning opportunities so students can learn about their learning styles and how they can be a better student um, and understand their wants and needs as a student, I think are really important. And um, I think it really comes down to our residence advisors, our academic links and residents, but also our other student leader positions mm-hmm. on campus for our commuter students um, to help those overall academic yeah. um, and living, right, living right. challenges. So that's where 
my mind takes me back again to my residence time and um, you know having a roommate mm -hmm. uh, very new to me um, and uh, the one that sticks out to me I mean we're still in great contact with each other uh, we love each other very much that's good but we found out <laughs> that we were better friends than roommates right um, and I'll, I'll say only his first name so that when he hears he knows uh, that he's getting a shout out here, but um, so Chris was uh, one of my roommates and at one point in time and the funny story uh, that I want to share is uh, I call it the ironing board at 7 a.m. and basically um, Chris would have this routine that he brought with him, which is he's got to wake up in the morning and iron his clothing He's got to look sharp for class, which to me. I'm the quite the opposite a soccer <laughs> player I'll just put on anything and just walk into class as soon as possible except this ironing board would squeak and wake up not only me but our next door neighbor <laughs> and we tried and I tried um, both of us tried to kind of work around something like that but it was almost symbolic in that you know we had great times we had great laughs uh, we had moments that until now we still recall um, but we found that a, the space was actually very small for two people, and we found that we actually got along a lot better uh, when we weren't roommates. So that's part of the growing, because in your mind you're like, of course I'm going to get along with someone who lives with me. I have a brother, or I have a sister, or I have cousins that live with me. But when someone lives and sleeps within your same space, right. and you're not used to that, um, that becomes a challenge. And it's, it's definitely not easy. And I think that um, we see a lot of really good roommate experiences mm -hmm. in residence. Absolutely. Um, I've worked at places where we've had um, five five people, even mixed genders, living in the same room. Wow. Um, something I, I'm really proud of that we, we do at Ryerson is a mandatory roommate success plan. Right. Um, we provide our students questions in the summer months to reflect on, again, their wants or needs related to living with someone, their own living, private space, shared space, mm -hmm. um, to, to begin that conversation on move-in day. Um, and that will eventually happen with their residence advisor right. and is revisited throughout the year. So um, what what some folks might refer to as a roommate agreement, right. um, this is more like an ongoing conversation document Excellent. to talk about those things and what to, a great to, tip. to normalize yeah. conversations because mm -hmm. um, the conversations that they're having in their first year residence are likely going to happen again 10 years later. Absolutely. <laughs> What comes to mind when we're talking about our third pitfall or challenge? I think um, something that's important to remember is um, the actions and the decisions that people make mm -hmm. within their, their, their room or their environment could impact the community. So right. um, whether that's the floor, whether right. that's the building or the mm -hmm. larger Ryerson community mm -hmm. um, or residence community if you're on another campus. Right. Um, the importance of providing support with decision making, um, but also providing learning opportunities after decisions are made, whether they're positive or negative, um, will really help, I think, impact and, and um, help prepare the community uh, to be successful. I think that um, some students might be worried about breaking the quote unquote rules. Right. Um, we try to create a supportive environment that provides developmental opportunities for our students. Um, but also, when possible, restorative opportunities. So if we're looking to repair um, large-scale harm, 
Um, or if we're looking to just kind of address ongoing behavioral issues, yeah. something I appreciate is uh, the work that our Residence Life team does right. um, in their, in, not only in their weekly staff meetings, but also their floor meetings um, to kind of talk about what's working and what's not working and to create an environment where our students who are living in residence feel comfortable addressing um, issues and challenges. Right. It sounds really ideal and, and does that happen all the time? Not necessarily, um, but I think by having that conversation at the very beginning prior to our students arriving residents, yeah. um, providing them the questions again from the roommate success plans, right. um, that helps students know that we're trying to create a space um, that's committed to the idea of community and that, that everyone feels invested and everyone mm -hmm. feels informed. Um, and, and really connected to one another, or at least connected to something, whether that's right. a resource or a person. Um, so I think that that helps for sure. To kind um, of overcome or to yeah, meet that kind of challenge. Exactly, sure. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Do you recall a time where a student's behavior impacted the community? Mm, I think that any time a student, um, so in terms of our, our our residence life staff, if they're addressing a situation that's happening in residence, um, it's documented, but it's not discussed until the students in like the right space or frame of mind. Right. So we try to have really be kind of repaired from a peer a peer lens. Right. Um, and if it escalates or if, if something is becoming um, a consistent challenge yeah. for the community, they'll meet with a residence life facilitator. And I think that the the thing that students might be expecting is they're, they're meeting with the principal and they're in trouble. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of times, the first question our team, um, our residence life facilitators, which are the live-in professionals, right. will ask is like, how's their experience in residence? How are things going? What's working? What's not working? Um, and then discuss kind of um, what's happened as a result of the behavior, not because right. of the person. Right. Um, so discussing kind of, again, the impacts um, and really, I think, clearly identifying what are the intentions of the individual, but what's the perception and what's the impact? And that's um, very important. Yeah, those are the yeah, those yeah. are the powerful mm -hmm. conversations that, mm -hmm. that we like to see. So right. I think that the common thing that we'll see is people think they're in trouble. Right. Um, <laughs> but my challenge to my team is as many um, as many notices of incident we might receive, which are generally negative situations. Um, I like to see just as many positive interactions. So mm -hmm. we have. Um, things called residence heroes, so people are nominating peers in their community who are making positive impacts. Um, but also with our with our monthly facilities walkthroughs, we're rewarding communities who are taking care of their communities, respecting their communities, um, decorating their communities, like ways that they're they're identifying yeah. a positive experience. Right, right. Um, I think should just be as gladly um, applauded mm -hmm. as, as students that we might move with, who are making sometimes not the best decision, but mm -hmm. hopefully making better decisions moving forward. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So for me, um, when I thought about this challenge of, uh, you know, a student um, having an impact on community, I, I recall the time when I was in res and, um, and it's probably common, maybe a lot of folks out there listening are nodding their head to music being played loudly right. at night. <laughs> we, ne we never hear that happen. Right, right, never, never. I'm just kidding. Um, so what happened was that this individual was playing their music loudly and I was trying to go to sleep, but all you hear is this bass. Coming through all the walls. And I was like, okay, so who's on campus right now? It's the soccer team. Again, folks haven't fully arrived yet. And the football team. 
I'm like, okay, it's more, it is the football team that's doing this. And, you know, they are uh, quite uh, strong individuals. And uh, I needed to have a conversation with the person uh, living in that room. So I, I basically mustered up the courage and I went over there the next day. So here's a key. Don't do it when you're upset. Uh, when you have that interpersonal conversation, if you're going to bring up a point, try to bring it up when the situation is not happening. Because A, they may, they may have friends over and then you might get into um, conflict because now you're almost disrespecting them in front of their friends. And then that just escalates the situation. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll make it a note. And B, I was tired. I was not in the frame of mind to have a you know a collaborative conversation about how can we find a good time you know not that he can't play his music when i'm singing it's just when is a good time for us and we're all together in it kind of thing because we all got 7 a.m practice the next day right. so um so trying to find that so i kept that in mind and i went back to him the next day um after we finished our uh, you know different sport practices and i just approached him i said you know i'm i'm loving the music you play i actually like that kind of music it's just because of our 7 a.m practice this is the so i'm basically sharing with him that i'm not out against him it mm -hmm. was just the timing and the fact that you know i got 7 a.m practice just like you but i'm not a morning person um, and it's having an impact so he was so happy to, you know, you know, he was very accommodating, very funny guy, and we ended up being good friends actually. And uh, he helped me out later on and other stuff. So, if it's if you approach the conflict or the challenge um, that you're feeling the impact, share with the person the impact. Mm -hmm. Don't just assume that they know that they're being loud, so you're just gonna, you know, blast them back. Um, it, it's all about just letting the person know because sometimes they actually don't know like he actually genuinely is like oh my god it's just a new system i got right because you know everybody buys their own system the first time they walk in um and uh didn't know how loud it was and he was kind of enjoying himself and didn't know that it was affecting i was like three or four rooms down so um and he actually thought there wasn't a lot of people on the floor anyway so right it's just a bit of clarification and it was fine after that totally i think i think that's really important to to know it's okay to address address challenges mm -hmm. um like the idea of the snowball metaphor right. one issue if it's not addressed becomes larger and larger Absolutely. the snowball rolling um, and we don't want any avalanches no. in residence um <laughs> something we try to do with our communities if there is a noise issue is again demonstrate the impact right. some some people have no idea that their their um music is making as loud of noise as it is absolutely so we'll actually have yeah. the community play music that they're comfortable with in right. their room mm -hmm. and then sometimes stand outside of the room and, mm -hmm. and see are we are we listening oh that's Can a good technique or oh, even that's a good technique yeah yeah Um, so we're coming now to the end of our podcast, and we uh, like to always kind of leave a tip of the month um, and a call of action to our folks out there listening. What do you think? Uh, how do we summarize today for the folks? I think that with all of these pitfalls, whether it's living on your own and that, that capital T transition, or whether it's having um, difficulties with your academic transition or living on your own, or how the actions of you or your community is impacting you, um, I would say the call to action is is getting involved and getting engaged. 
Um, whether that's just with one person or whether that's with the entire community, whether that's accessing a resource of support on campus, whether that's student learning support, um, provide, pro providing um, or get accessing support from your residence advisor, your academic link, or even the orientation leader you met in, in your first week of, of school, mm -hmm. there's someone mm -hmm. on your campus that's looking to help you and support right. you. So right. it's it's not meant to be an easy uh, first year transition, and I don't right. think it's possible to fully transition to living on your own or to right. being a student in post-secondary within one year. Mm -hmm. um, and just being engaged and aware of that, I think, will, will help you be successful in your, your right. overall experience. Right. And I echo that. Um, I know for me, um, what helped me was I, I took it baby steps. Um, I, I, I did the spectator thing for a bit, watching, observing. That's kind of my personality. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, as a social worker, that's one of our big qualities to sit <laughs> and observe and watch and make no mental notes. But then once I kind of figured out the lay of the land, then I picked my spots and said, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show myself here. I'm gonna participate here. Mm. I'm gonna get to know these people or that person. Um, and it's been, uh, you know, it, it, it's been a great journey. And, and I can say that, you know, years uh, later, um, we we're still in contact. I mean, thanks to Facebook and that invitation, because <laughs> uh, we didn't have it at that time. Uh, but uh, it's it was great, and and it, it continues to um, uh, you continue to reap kind of what you sow, uh, which uh, which has been great. Uh, so thank you so much uh, for coming. Uh, thank really you. Really appreciate your wisdom and your insight <laughs> and your expertise and uh, and uh, the stories that you shared with uh, with us uh, today. So. Thank you so much. Thank you. That was Brendan Smith, Coordinator of Residence Life and Education here at Ryerson University. I'd like to close with a quote and a final thought about today's topic. The quote comes from Anthony J. D'Angelo, and he says, Without a sense of caring, there can be no sense of community. My reflection on that quote is, I think we care for one another and we will be able to build our healthy sense of community. I want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening and please do check back for the next episode. I wish you all the best and take care.